Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, name and movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Man, this was super low energy. Yep. I, like, started, like, welcome to Justice Losers. <laughs> uh, Matt, what should people check out? Uh, hit us up on Gmail this time. We got one of those. We have so a Gmail. Can, you can send your, your rants and your conspiracy theories. and Just, like, briefly, I'm going to look basically. at I'm gonna look at the Gmail to see how empty our Gmail is. Yep. JusticeLosersPod at gmail.com. It is, literally says no mail. Yep. So, I'm going to take a screenshot of this. <laughs> put the put this on Instagram. Make people feel bad. Yeah. So send us emails if you've got like I don't know extended theories or if you've got an episode you want us to talk about. That your mic gets lower and lower every episode. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> talk from your forehead. Yep. I, I, I don't can, know how that's gonna sound. It's gonna sound great. It's gonna be interesting. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, hit us up there if you. If you got some extensive stuff that you want to write about, if you've got a a, a script for the the upcoming Batman movie that you want to send us to take a look at, we will steal it and sell it to Warner Brothers. We've already got one. That's true. Yeah, that's actually part of the news. Exactly. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, quite a few things actually. Um, Good, because I've been up to jack shit. Okay. Uh, well, I started BoJack Horseman Season 5, because that came out yesterday. Oh, okay. Yesterday being the Friday the 14th, I guess it was. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm only, like, two or three episodes in. Uh, it's, uh, it's still a great show that wants, makes me want to drink myself into a coma. Oh! Yeah. Well, those are the best kinds of shows. It is. It really is. It's 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 funny, but it's also really depressing and kind of touches nerves that you didn't know existed until <laughs> <laughs> until it gets there. So yeah, it's good. I'll give a full report when the the season's done. Um, cool. I read Superman Red Sun. Oh, which is oh shit a comic. That was a comic. Yeah. What do so, you think? Well, you said you read part of it, and got bored, and put it away. Yeah. So I really liked it, actually. Really? Um, yeah, the first part where it's... So basically, the basic premise, for those who aren't aware, uh, it's a DC Elseworlds story where what if Superman crash-landed in a collective farm in the Ukraine and grew up to be a Soviet superhero Yeah. instead of the and you've got like the you've got like the American, American Green, Lantern, Green Lantern, the American uh, Batman, stuff like that. Right. Fighting. Oh, no. It's a Russian Batman. It's a Russian Batman, yeah. Yeah, it's a Soviet Batman. Um yeah and so i really like uh like the first two thirds it's a lot more like geopolitical maneuvering like lex and like lex luther sort of takes over the u.s and yeah is just trying to take down superman and superman there's it's always the question like and he does that thing where he comes up with like the formula to solve the entire economy yeah yeah that's not how that works by the way Eh, not if you're not lex (laughs) luther (laughs) um yeah, and so it's it's it deals a lot with that question of like, okay, Superman, what if he just took over and ran everything? Would that be okay? Would it be a utopia? Even if it were utopia, would it would actually utopia? Utopia. <laughs> that was an interesting way. I, I, I can talk. I can say words. <laughs> I, I say words. I was going to say professionally, but that's not. What well, this no, is we about. don't get paid for this. No. Uh, we pay for this. We literally pay for this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that part's really interesting, and it's kind of relatively restrained. And then, like, the last third or so goes completely balls to the walls insane. Oh. 
Uh, which... that's why I wasn't on board with it, because I didn't get to the balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Generally, I really don't like that stuff. Like, that's where Kingdom Come really lost me, is where it just started going completely nuts at the end. Man, you were inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, but it... So I don't like it in and of itself, but in Red Sun, it's in service of a completely insane plot twist at the end that totally justifies it in my eyes. Okay. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's okay. it's a very interesting read. It's relatively self-contained, although there's a lot of references and stuff Yeah. that hardcore DC fans will appreciate. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's good. Um. What else? I watched a couple movies. I watched uh, Sweet Virginia, which... No, don't know what that no, is. You, no, you don't. It's a little indie movie from last year uh, starring John Bernthal as a hotel manager um, in a small town in Alaska. And there's a dude that is also a contract killer that had to got hired to kill someone in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of a bunch of a lot of like domestic tension and stuff and just like relationships Okay. Very, very low key, very quiet, very small scale, unambitious, but well made and enjoyable. Okay. Um, not gonna pretend like it's a brilliant movie or anything, but it's a it's a fun watch if you're into that sort of slow, not very fun to watch type of movie. Oh, that's the best kind of. It that's is the best thing. It's so fun to watch things that aren't fun to watch. I mean, I I really do like those sorts of things. There's but... a. Do you know who the Blue Man Group is? I do. There's a Blue Man Group skit where they're like, uh. Oh, it was like a different kind of binging and they're just sitting there like on a couch and they're like, they like popcorn and they're staring, staring like intently. And then like, they kind of stop, like look at each other. One gets up, takes a thing off, uh, um, an easel mm-hmm. and then quickly paints on another, uh, thing of canvas, sets <laughs> it down, turns a fan towards it and then sits back down. <laughs> it's just them watching paint dry. <laughs> And so, like, action music starts over, like, it just, like, zooms in on the painting. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So, it's very fun to watch things that aren't fun to watch. Yeah. really is. That's what my point of that was. Yep. We got we got there. Um, I also watched Operation Finale, which is currently in theaters. Um, I don't know what that is. So, that is a story about a team of Israeli spies or Mossad agents or something in... Mossad? That's their... Mossad? Mossad? Mossad. I'm pretty sure it's Mossad. Okay. I could be Mossad. entirely wrong, but I'm pretty um, sure I've heard it Mossad. Those guys. Mossad. <laughs> uh, it's in the late 50s. Look at this algae! Get it? I, I get it. I see what you did there. Mossad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's a group of those guys, uh, and they have a lead on Adolf Eichmann, who was called the architect of the final solution. He was sort of the guy who orchestrated a lot of the stuff that went into the holocaust and the extermination of millions and millions of people oh um and he fled to argentina i think it's argentina after the that's norway after the war um one of those south american countries yeah norway definitely (laughs) a south american country (laughs) pretty sure it was argentina okay um i actually think i have it no i didn't write it down on here oh you cool. terrible notes yeah so it's got uh oscar isaac plays the sort of the lead um guy on the team which is he's fun uh and ben kingsley plays eichmann um and so it's sort of the story of them they go down there and they're going to capture him and they're going to bring him back to stand trial Mm -hmm. in israel uh and so sort of the first part of the movie is kind of badly paced and inconsistent like they're sort of planning and then they execute the plan 
Um, and then the middle part is really interesting because they end up stuck in the safe house for 10 days mm-hmm. and they're just keeping Eichmann prisoner there. Uh, but they, there's some, they, they have to get him to sign some paper for some reason. Um, and there's a few other things. And so sort of this really restrained stuff where it's a lot of interaction between the interrogators, especially Oscar Isaac's character and, mm-hmm. um, Eichmann, Ben Kingsley's character. Yeah. That stuff that where it's like really self-contained, really small. They're just sitting in a room and talking is great. And then as soon as it starts picking back up and there's like, um, the, the Nazis are trying to take over in Argentina and there's all this political, uh, intrigue and stuff in the background. And as soon as that part starts to pick back up, it gets less interesting again. So Uh (laughs) the, the, the smaller and the more self-contained and the less exciting it is, the worse it is, but it's really good in those intimate moments where they kind of just let Oscar Isaac and Ben Kingsley act at each other. Oh. Um, I legitimately think Ben Kingsley's going to be looking at a supporting actor nomination because okay. he's fantastic. And that's in the theaters in right now, right? Yeah, that's currently in theaters. Oh shit! Um, when are Oscars? That's all like February, or March. But they're like close. Oh my god, this year went by fast. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I probably would not recommend seeing it in theaters, but if you like that kind of thing, definitely check it out when it comes to streaming or DVD. Or yeah, whatever. I will. Probably never get to it. Yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're honest, it does not need to be on your list. <laughs> okay. Um, I also, else? yeah, well, I have been watching some Netflix TV shows, so I finished Ozark season two. Okay. Uh, which is solid. It's I think slower than the first season, um, but it's still solid. It's interesting. I'm finding that the characters are really the best part of the show. Uh, there's a lot of. It's not exactly realistic necessarily, but they just create these really interesting characters and put them in interesting situations and see how yeah. they react. Um, and so like the, the son of the family who's like 13 or 14 or something. For one thing, it's played by the kid who plays young Matt Murdock in the Netflix daredevil. Oh. And he's really good. And his character is so entertaining to watch just cause they write him into these like absurd situations. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it's, it's solid it's not game-changing tv but it's certainly entertaining and worth a watch mm-hmm. um the other thing and this really surprised me is it was hard to get myself to watch more ozark because i also was trying to finish iron fist season two which i was enjoying way more what yeah it actually is really good it is actually really good where would you put it um i think so daredevil season one yeah. is just it's its own thing top tier yep uh I think it's about on par with, like, Jessica Jones 1, Daredevil 2, Punisher. Holy shit, really? Yeah. That is shocking. Yeah. My god, they, like, so guys, showrunners make a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like... This, this new guy, uh, M. Raven Metzner, I think is the name. Oh, people, those pretentious, he... pretentious people with the first <laughs> first initial. M. Raven Metzger, you're riffing on M. Night Shyamalan It's literally M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. yeah, Just trying to be that guy. I mean, well, he put together a great show here, so. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. I still have three, four shows to watch. You got got some catching up to do. Yeah. Um, I think they had a bad chunk in the middle there. First Luke Cage was not great. First Iron Fist, well, we know about the first season of Iron Fist. Do we? We, we, hmm. Can you remind me about it? So... It had the worst main character, the most boring and incoherent plot, and no one likable except Colleen. Colleen's good. Colleen, yeah. 
Yeah, and it had bad action for something that was supposed to be driven by this really cool martial arts action, and it was just generally really terrible. You heard it here, folks. Resounding recommendation. Yep. The second (laughs) season fixes all of those problems. Danny is much more likable, as are a lot of the side characters. Ward's arc, actually, is surprisingly really cool. Oh, yeah, Ward is still alive, isn't he? Yeah, and he develops a lot as a character. He's... Kind of steals the show, low-key. Does he, like, become a good guy? Is he a good guy? Yeah. Oh, his sister's the one that, like, at the end of the last one was just like, yo, I'm gonna kill this guy now. Yeah. Okay. Um, Davos is a interesting sort of villain. Um, Colleen is great. They bring in uh, Alice Eve, who you'll know as Underwear Lady from Into Darkness. Oh, yeah. Among other things. She's actually done a lot. She's really good. She plays uh, Typhoid Mary, who's a fairly high profile comic book villain but like a very menufied my god no like i literally okay so you're like she played typhoid mary and it brought me back to like the it's got to be early 2000s movie about typhoid mary that i watched when i was in grade school Mm -hmm. yeah wow i was just like (laughs) i I, that is a weird (laughs) reference for you to make i am shocked that that is something that you would expect me to connect but i did even though it wasn't a connection Yep. Man, well, she is named after, weird. She is named after the historical figure, the character is. Yeah. But um, it's a very toned down, menufied version of the character, but it's also a really good... What's the Typhoid Mary? Does she just, like, make you sick? No, she's a I... she's a mutant with... Um, no, not mutant. Oh, they can do mutant. In the, comics, in the comics, she is a mutant. Okay. Um, She has multiple personalities, each of which... But Disney can use mutant now, anyway. Yeah. Um, Each of which kind of has its own thing. One is very timid pacifistic one um the other ones are mostly pretty violent she's got in the comics she has uh limited telekinetic abilities she's also like a highly trained fighter and she can also set things on fire oh pyrokinesis i think is the word Pyro- yeah, probably that. um the menu version of her doesn't have the superpowers or at least hasn't had them revealed yet although there's probably some room for that to happen in the future. Hey, Iron Fist could totally do it because they did that thing with Madame Gao where she was just like, oh yeah, suddenly I'm like, I have the force. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I totally could. Season one was the worst. It was bad. It was <laughs> really bad. Uh, no, but she's interesting. Like, um, it's it's surprising how much better Danny is in this. Uh-huh. He's a like an engaging and enjoyable character. You, you're like, yeah, I would love to get a beer with this guy and Hear him not mention once, I think. I am the immortal Iron Fist. I'm, okay, I wasn't keeping super careful count, but I'm pretty sure that sentence was said twice in the entire ten episodes, neither time by him. <laughs> <laughs> they listened. I was really hoping that at the end of the season, then he was just like, I heard you've been saying I am the immortal Iron Fist, but I'll tell you this, I am the immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> Look at my fist. It's iron. I am immortal. I am the immortal iron fist. It just like keeps saying it like over and over and over again. No one can say I am the immortal iron fist because I am the immortal iron fist. Yep. It's like, dude, chill. Stop, yep. please. Uh, they also bring Misty in from Luke Cage. Oh, she's yeah. really good. Got her, her arm. Got a robot arm. Yeah, she's got a robot arm now. So her and Colleen are kind of like a buddy cop. Not cop situation, but like buddy buddy fighting people situation. Nice. Um, so yeah, a lot of great characters. They fix the plot. It's a lot tighter. Um, they lean into some of the mystical stuff a little more, which is cool. Okay. Um, Did we ever figure out what happened to Kunlun? 
No. Or is that a plot thread that was just like, eh, we'll deal with it later? They kind of were just like, eh, I'll deal with that later. Uh, <laughs> dang it! <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, no, the plot's a lot tighter, so they fixed that. There's a lot less of sitting in boardrooms pretending to talk about business. Oh, God. Clearly no one has written business. They it's... just used buzzwords of business. Right. Like stockholders and rising and shares and... <laughs> All that uh, stuff. <laughs> and clients and quarters and... Yeah, it's a, profit margins and <laughs> just a whole bunch of buzzwords and you're like i understand yep. that you're the worst yep it's a no it's, just, it's a much more focused character driven story which is in its favor because it has like a half dozen interesting characters to work with suddenly yeah. um also the action is goes from horrible to arguably best in the menu it's like up no there. way yeah there's a lot of like smooth long takes and great choreography. Okay, and... now I'm really excited because that's honestly what I watch these for. Yeah, no. I mean I, it's a bonus when I get like a Daredevil like plot. Yeah, but like honestly, I just watch these for the action because it's a superhero thing. And let's be honest, nobody. Well, I do. I was about to say nobody reads the comics for the story, but I do. I do. <laughs> some of my best story or some yeah. of my best my favorite comics are the ones with an actual good story. Yeah uh yeah no action is phenomenal well choreographed um they if you're looking for it you can tell that a lot of times they're making sure to not let finn jones do anything <laughs> <laughs> they'll like put a mask on him so that he they can put a stuntman in or they'll just have him filmed in shadow or something yeah um but colleen is really good and Douglas well, no, is really good like I, I am not going to say that Finn Jones can't fight. I'm going to say that, like, as opposed to, like, masking him and then putting someone else in, how about you put the time in and teach him how to do this stuff mm -hmm. so that you can do the stuff where it's just, like, him straight up doing the choreography and it right. looks good. Well, he does. Put the time in. Yeah. Don't teach him 15 minutes before you start filming. Yeah. Well, he does some of that. And it's it's very clear that they were like, okay, this is Iron Fist. He is, like, all about the martial arts. We got to focus on that because there's a lot of well choreographed, really just pretty action. Okay. Um, also, the ending just goes completely insane and it's really fun. Oh. My God. Oh, now I have to. Because I want to watch it, but I know. Whoa. I know that I got to go watch the. Uh, get my weird accents going. <laughs> I know I have to watch Punisher, then Jessica Jones, then, I, or then Luke Cage, yeah. then Iron Fist. So. You could get away with skipping those if you wanted to skip to this one. Like, you wouldn't miss much in terms of plot. There's a little bit of overlap with Luke Cage, but, like, it's negligible. <laughs> um, but also, Luke Cage season two is good, so. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. I gotta. I need to watch them all anyway, just yeah. so I understand them. Yeah. Okay. I'm, but I'm, I'm calling it Menu is Back. Menu is Back in Business. The Menu is Back. Yep. Woo! And we got Daredevil. <laughs> we still got Daredevil coming this year. Oh, my God. That comes out in, like, a month at least. November. November. I think. Two months. October is still a month. October's still a month. We've twice. been over this. It is twice that's happened. I did that with Aquaman, too. I was like, hey, yeah. Aquaman comes out in a month. Wait, October exists. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we get into what the world's been up to? We should get into what the world's been up to. I want to start off with, oh, Henry Cavill. <laughs> what are you doing, Warner Brothers? What is going on? Okay, for people who aren't in the know. So, basically, there was this big news that Henry Cavill is, putting, is like leaving the role of Superman. And everyone was like, yep, that's the end of DC. And uh, and then that night, Henry posted on Instagram this weird, like, uh, oh, it was the, what's the song? The Blue Daniel Waltz. Blue Daniel Waltz with the dogs barking. Burp, burp. Yeah, that, bark, bark. where he was just sitting there straight-faced with uh, 
Krypton uh, lifting team, lifting I think. team or something like that. And then he was like slowly raising a uh, uh, Superman action figure. Yep. It was so weird, and it was just like, and it, it, the the caption was "Today was exciting." Yeah, and it's like. No one knows what's going on. We have no official word on anything. We were told that we were going to get an official, like, announcement from from Warner Brothers. Well, they said something to the effect that our relationship isn't over, but it's still very much up in the air. Yeah, and there's, like, things that, like, this... Basically, so there was this uh, negotiations between uh, rep- his representatives and the people of, uh, of Warner Brothers for the Shazam movie mm-hmm. for his cameo. Which, I don't want to happen. Cameos don't need to happen. If you're trying to cut out crossovers, cut out cameos. Yeah. Um... But apparently, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the negotiations went south, and he is no longer in the role of Superman. And we're like, oh, my God, how bad could that have gone? <laughs> and then apparently, like, and TMZ posted this thing that, I mean, it's TMZ, so I don't trust them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, yeah, that whole argument was fabricated. And it's just like, what? And we still have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So we could no longer have Henry Cavill as Superman, which I think is, I think, in my in my opinion, is the best casting of all of the, like, the most common kind of accurate casting. Mm-hmm. Um, Write him well, and he's going to make a great Superman. Absolutely. And he was right at the end of Justice League. He yeah. was a very Superman-y Superman. Yes. He's great. Uh, and if he's out, then it's pretty much over. And I was like, well, that's really depressing, except it's kind of a silver lining because I think they really need a hard reset. <laughs> so maybe in, like, ten years, someone will, like, redo this and, like... Yeah. Bring back Gal Gadot, obviously. Yeah. But get a better Batman. Oh, also, apparently, fucking Batman might be out again. Yep. And John Hamm is getting a lot of word about being well, Batman. He, he, has totally said for that, it. he has said that he is excited to do it. Yeah, he would love to do it, mm-hmm. which is cool. And I was so hesitant because his, uh, his chin, like the top of his neck and like kind of his like under his chin is like a little wide. It's not like the square jaw that Batman has. He always looks weirdly like a dinosaur to me. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I understand it, but that's still a weird analogy. <laughs> I just, I look at him and I'm like, you are a dinosaur, man. <laughs> you're a dinosaur, man. Not Batman. You are a dinosaur, man. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Uh, but no, so like, but I I saw a picture of him as Bruce Wayne and I was like, nope, I totally buy it. Like he yeah. does a really, he would look like a really good Bruce Wayne. If you've seen Mad Men. Yeah, you know, he'd make a great Bruce Wayne. So, there's that. Speaking of which, they've apparently finished the script for Batman. Yes. So, Uh, once they figure out who's acting in it, maybe they'll get started on it. Maybe that can happen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh Eros, I just saw this. Eros star Stephen Amell responds to Nora Freeze acting, or casting. (sighs) Stop taking Batman characters! Okay, a little bit better. Um, so this is just another sign that they really wanted to do a Batman show, but they got stuck with Green Arrow. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we've known this for, like, the six seasons they've been going. Yep. They really just wanted to do a Batman show. They're doing Mr. Freeze? That is literally a Batman character. I got a, I, I gave a little bit of forgiveness when Rachel Ghoul came out, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that is a Batman character. Why are they bringing this? But like, And then Huntress. Like, okay, Huntress, she uses a crossbow. And he has an arrow, or a bow and arrow. So, like, uh, fine. But, like, holy good God. Like, they've been taking, and, like, the Black Canary, and uh, I'm trying to think of who else is there. Um, I can't remember. Basically, they've taken all of the Bat family and stuck them with Green Arrow, 
And it's just like, you really just wanted to make a Batman show, but are too stupid and too fucking broke to make a Batman show. Yep. And it's just, you guys don't know how to write, and I'm glad you didn't get a Batman show, but stop ruining Bat characters. For the love of God, please stop, CW. Yeah. Wow, I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mildly upset. I really like Mr. Freeze. I don't, I don't He's a great character. Yeah. He was such a goof in the comics until the animated series was like, look, he's got an awesome backstory. Yeah. So now he's a really cool character. The... Ignoring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but now they're taking him into this really campy, terribly written, terribly acted shit universe. And they're going to ruin, ruin him again. Oh, my God. I really, really, really hate the CW. Yep. They have ruined so much. Like, yep. they they are the people that have actually shaken my faith in DC. Yeah. Like, back when I was watching it, I was like, wow, these shows are really, really bad. And this was back before, like, I really got into reading a lot of the comics and mm-hmm. realizing what's good. Um, and I was like, wow, DC kind of sucks. And then I read the stuff, and I'm like, oh, no, those shows really suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't understand how people are still fans of those shows. I don't understand how they're still going to the point where they're like, hey, we can make a fourth fucking show. Fifth. Fifth show. Because mm-hmm. they, so- they, got- they took Supergirl. They have uh, Iron Man. Fl- or not Iron Man. Uh <laughs> Green uh, Green Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and now Batwoman. Yep. Ugh! <laughs> stop! <laughs> For the love of God, stop putting your characters into the CW, and maybe, maybe, oh, for the love of God, dedicate to the CW or the DC universe, mm-hmm. and take all the, you have these shows... So take all the other characters and put and make more shows in the DC universe where people are spending $75 out the ass mm-hmm. for these fucking first issue of, oh my god, I have so many problems with CW universe, right? Or D- guy keeps saying CW. Whenever I'm angry, CW is what comes into my mind. Yep. Just I did not expect this much rage from reading that. I was going to make a little bit of a joke, but like I am heated right now. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Okay. Do you want some good DC TV news? Because I have some good DC TV news. Yeah. Swamp Thing <laughs> casting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. there's there's actually a lot of word coming out I'm really stuff. sweaty now. Yeah. Like, I was, like, red. <laughs> yeah. He was full on screaming over there. So, yeah. Uh, I apologize to everybody for that. <laughs> um. So, Derek Mears, who has been in a lot of stuff, but I don't recognize off the top of my head, uh, has been cast as the Swamp Thing. Although, we're apparently going to get someone different who's going to play Alec Holland. Is that official that we're going to get someone different? It sounds pretty official. Okay. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know a whole lot about how Derek Mears is as an actor, but this is going to be an effects-heavy character anyway. Yeah. So as long as they get a decent performance out of him, most of that's just going to come down to the effects. Yeah. Um, they're looking at doing a lot of practical effects for the suit, which I think is a good choice. Interesting. Uh, I'm a little concerned about that because it's a pretty weird suit to try to do practical effects. Mm-hmm. You'd get something like the, the old... The, Sh- 80s the show, movie. yeah, yeah, and like the whatever that the monster was in the uh, uh, Scooby Doo two. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That really t- horrifying monstrosity. Yep. So I I think they can pull it off, but let's just hope they don't do like what they did with Titans, where like we, they spent half their budget on Robin's outfit, and they were <laughs> like, oh wait, what about Starfire? <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, Swamp Thing doesn't have like a whole team around him that has to be all yeah dressed up fancy. Um. So there's that. The creators also have been kind of coming out and talking about sort of their vision for it. They're wanting to do very much like hard R with the violence and really lean into the horror aspect from the mm-hmm. comics, which is good because that's kind of an integral part of what makes Swamp Thing great. Yeah. Like he is 
a monster and he is not afraid to admit that and i think leaning into that is really good mm-hmm. um they're also reportedly taking heavy influence from the alan moore run which is basically the character defining run yeah so i'm hearing a lot of good things coming about this and i'm i'm very optimistic yeah i am honestly and even like kind of on the same news we've gotten a lot we got a lot of uh stills from the titan show mm-hmm. and a clip of dick grayson meeting jason todd mm-hmm. and the exchanges between the two of them make me actually more excited just the way that that it's actually decent acting mm-hmm. it's it's accurate to their characters like dick grayson's it's like just immediately after like his falling out with, with batman mm-hmm. so like he gets this new robin he's just like what what he lets you drive the batmobile <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm excited for this yeah i'm okay. pretty excited okay Maybe we'll get to I see can't Jason wait to see your hopes and dreams crushed, but what? Can't wait to see your hopes and dreams get crushed. Well, by, you know, but nothing can be worse than CW. I, I will, yeah. I can. It'd be really, it would have to be like Iron Fist level to be worse than CW. Mm-hmm. Like the CW is just really, really bad. <laughs> I've only seen about the first eight episodes or so of Arrow, which is supposed to be some of the best CW, and I hated that basically green arrow has like three supporting characters and they used one of them mm-hmm. and then made up a bunch of other ones yeah <laughs> uh all right i got a couple more little news things okay um bond 25 so the upcoming yep. james bond movie the last daniel craig one uh which recently fired their director and got rid of their script yeah um or i guess the director quit there was creative differences uh the script has been rewritten by neil purvis and robert wade who have been writing james bond movies since 1999 okay um so they did some of the bad late 90s early aughts ones but also did casino royale skyfall so yeah uh sounds like they're playing safe which is not great I was really excited for the the Danny Boyle version because it sounded like it was going to take some risks, take yeah. the character in a much needed new direction. But but no, but no. And these guys they know how to write a good James Bond movie. They have done it in the past. Uh-huh. So maybe they know how to write Daniel Craig. Maybe they didn't know how to write the whatever the other fucking ones before Daniel Craig, but <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, yeah. Well, but they also. I don't. I suspect they didn't write Quantum of Solace, or at least only wrote part of it, because that was affected a lot by the writer strike uh, of that era. Um, yeah. But they also did write Spectre, which was not good. Oh, so well, we'll see. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, I'm. I'm not off board, and I think a lot of this. Loon. I think I said you win some, you lose some. I think you did. Yeah. Well done. Well oh. done. I think. I think a lot of this is going to come down to the director, I'm though. Loon. Yes, you are. We know. <laughs> we know. Uh, I'm kind of exhausted after that giant rant. <laughs> like that took a lot of my energy to not just like scream profanities only. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, th- I think that's going to depend on the director for yeah. James Bond. Uh, if, if we get Edgar Wright, that'll be great. If we get uh, SJ Clarkson, that'll probably be pretty good. So I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Moving forward. Uh, one last thing. Uh, John Legend has officially... He's an EGOT. He's an EGOT. Nice. The youngest... No, second youngest. I think I remember seeing second youngest. I think so. First black man to achieve it. Yes. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg did it before. Also James Earl Jones, but his Oscar was honorary. Oh, yeah. And non-competitive. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Good Good on him. He's a, he is a, he's talented, a talented man. He's a talented, creative man. man. And so I'm excited to see him get big recognition. Yeah. Um, 
He was good in La La Land. He was good in La La, for La Land. For the s- small amount of time he was really on there. He's like the third most important character, but... <laughs> I mean, but he wasn't in there constantly. Yeah, no. It's, yep. Yeah. Good All for right. him. Good for him. That boy. All right. Joins the... I think there's... It's like 30 or something people... 20 or 30, something like that. that. Not many. Not many It's a It's an exclusive club. It's a very... Yeah. So, good for him. Yep. Keep doing good stuff, John Legend. Don't rest on your laurels now. We need yep. more creative good things. Yeah. Uh, is there any other news? I'm out of news. Uh, I pretty much don't have anything that I can see going through my list of stuff. All right. Oh, there so was just... there was a Chinese actress that might have gotten disappeared. So wait, what? Yeah, Chinese government might have like interned her or executed her. Oh or God, something. High profile one too. My God, what? Yeah, that is terrifying. Yeah, is it just like nobody's seen her in like the past? Yeah, she went to um, Tibet, I think, for some charity thing or something a couple months ago. No one's heard from her since. Holy shit. Yep. That is terrifying. Chinese government's really scary. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. Okay. It it might just be that they're holding her and being like, you got to get it together. Because she said some like politically unfavorable things in the past. Mm. Um, they, the Chinese government released like an index of... Um, think political political favorability or something and she was the the lowest on the list the lowest public figure zero out of 100 oh my god so it's a little scary um trying to remember the name i think it's uh fan bingbing um who you probably wouldn't recognize the name she was in she's actually in days of future past she played blink okay the teleporter one yeah um she was in something else that's uh, terrifying. A lot of Chinese movies. Yeah. So. Yay! <laughs> anyway, on a lighter mood. Or lighter no, note, no, on a lighter note. So what's this episode's date? Woo! So what's the episode today about, Matt? <laughs> so we have been talking, we have talked on this podcast before about how we're living in a good era for superhero movies and yep. we're living in a good era for sci-fi movies and that's probably going to be the next good thing. Turns out we're also living in a really good era for action movies. Yes. So Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Let's talk about some action let's movies. Let's talk about some action movies. Some action movies. What what, what action movies got in mind? Well, action. I think thinking well, back the past 20 years or so, um there've been kind of three movies or movie series that have redefined how action is done marvel no actually go to hell (laughs) they they have set major industry trends they've been disruptors in how hand-to-hand action especially is done we will talk about marvel okay but (laughs) uh, we don't talk about this winter soldier thing i will fight you to the death yeah no we'll we'll get there (laughs) um but the matrix okay we talked about our era-defining movies, how everything in the early aughts was a lot of slow-mo and slow-mo, black leather. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think that came from? <laughs> Some really high BDSM people. That too, probably. Yeah. Everything, everybody's on acid. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Probably not. No, probably That's, probably just... Probably The Matrix. The Matrix came out and everyone yeah. thought it was the coolest movie ever, and so they thought, okay, Hey, let's rinse and repeat. Let's rip off the action. <laughs> Problem is, it looked really terrible in all the other movies, Cough Cough, Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. <laughs> he had great hair. He did have great hair. And there was some really awesome... Wee! 
were moments. Yep. Those were not awesome. Awesome was sarcastic. <laughs> they were charming. They were charming. Yes, they were very charming. <laughs> Those the that movie was a charming action movie. Yes. So yeah, that that came out, and there was a lot of bad slow motion action. I think you even see that with like Catwoman and Daredevil. Oh god, stuff like that. It's it's a oh, lot of god. that was a bad era for action. Oh god, it's so bad. Catwoman was just unwatchable. Yep. yep. Thank goodness the Bourne trilogy came along and redefined that. Oh, with a oh, lot of wow, yeah, yeah, fast paced, sort of really grounded, but like super shaky. Cam. And like murder somebody with a magazine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or no, it was a newspaper. Newspaper. It was a magazine. Might have been a magazine. I think it was a magazine. That's probably a magazine. I'm pretty sure it was a magazine. I'll say it's a magazine. Yeah. But that was a lot of like good, fast paced hand to hand stuff. Yeah. The problem is Paul Greengrass, who directed the second two born movies, mm-hmm. uh, is really good at that shaky cam, but making it organized so you understand what's going on. Yeah. No one else that ever tried that was. Oh. And so there was a lot of just like generic action movies in the late aughts early teens I'm trying to think of other ones that i've definitely i definitely pointed one out mm-hmm. when we watched it i was like that is the camera is so shaky and i cannot keep track of what's going on yeah i can't remember what movie it was i don't know but watch any generic action movie from about 2010 and mm-hmm. it's gonna do the the awkward shaky cam and yeah everything's so fast-paced that you can't tell what's going on and therefore it's exciting yeah uh and so that the Bourne movies did have great action, but no one knew how to imitate it. Mm-hmm. And then I think John Wick has been the one that has defined the what we're currently living in. Which is? Uh, very smooth, not afraid to use long takes, well choreographed, mm-hmm. um, well organized action. So I, I made you sit and watch a clip from John Wick. Yeah. Uh, it was the club fight scene, right. which was exciting, but like... It seemed slower. There was okay, mm-hmm. so there was a few things that I was making note of while watching it. One was that, uh, like, I liked. It, it, this was more of just like a kind of a realistic thing that mm-hmm. he wouldn't immediately kill a person that he was putting his hand on and keeping them down mm-hmm. because that person was not an immediate threat. Right. Don't worry about them right now. Worry about the guy who's running up to you with a gun pointing at your face. Right. Uh, so I I noted that, but like using guns, like like I don't. I prefer hand-to-hand fighting where it's, like, martial arts. Yeah. Like the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier stuff. Right. Because, like, obviously this is not true. If I were actually trained in this stuff, then I would be entirely different. But I think guns are too easy. Like, if you have a gun, it's too easy to kill a person that's really far away because you just pointed it and shoot at them. Right. But if you have knives, if you have, like, three knives... And, like, you're fighting somebody and you're, like, pretty much juggling them and you have to throw one. You have to throw the knife and that takes a lot of talent. Right. To aim and also get it to stick and hit them in, like, the right part. Right. But, like, if you shoot a gun, like, all you have to do is aim. Pretty much. And hope that it hits the right thing. Yeah. And there's, like, it's, like, and, uh, yeah, it's just that. Yeah. So the fact that it was all kind of centered around guns, except for the one part where it wasn't. Right. But he also had a gun in his back. Why didn't he use that? I don't know. He was, like, fighting this guy, and there was, like, a couple points where they were, like, stopped. He could have just gone, like, whoop, bang, and just pulled yep. it out of his back. Maybe he actually <laughs> ran out of bullets for once. That is one complaint about those movies, is he Never shoots, like, of... 30 rounds out of yeah. a handgun. And... Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I think I think that redefined action, and I think you have seen that. Um, for example, Iron Fist is a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It's they're not afraid to use longer takes. It's a lot of smooth camera work, well orchestrated. A lot of for- focus well, on the choreography. Like, you want to watch the fight. You don't want to just be yeah. like, oh, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Right. I'm also shaking my head and closing my eyes for people who can't see me, which yeah. is everybody. <laughs> but like, you're just like, oh, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Oh, one one. But as if right. you, like, stop and you, like, actually choreograph the fight, you're like, okay, that happened and that happened and they're thinking, and oh my god, that's a flip. And, uh. Right. Because uh, they realized, okay, we can't imitate how Greengrass does the shaky cam really hyper-chopped up action, so we're going to slow it down and make it actually interesting to watch the fight. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that... Uh... Oh, it was Wonder Woman that actually did that. It actually bothered me a lot, that they cut up the fight a lot. Yeah. So, like... Uh, well, one was that like, she would do like flips and stuff and they would cut it, but you, so you would, it would kind of give the illusion that she actually didn't do the flip. She did part of the flip and then landed the flip later. Right. But she actually did that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there's another one that like, there was a fight scene happening and I could not watch the fight scene because every time they would cut, I would have to readjust to the new orientation of the fight. Like, oh, okay. Now he's on the left and she's on the right. Oh God. Now she's on the left. He's on the right. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Now it's top view. Uh, they have the same color hair. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so superhero action has been a little more inconsistent. Um, Oh yeah. DC action. Uh, nerd writer put out a really good video on this a few months ago. He's a YouTube person. Okay. Who, talks about movies and stuff but basically his point is wow that guy sounds like a loser (laughs) (laughs) uh but his basic point is that dc movies the action basically just boils down to who can punch harder Uh uh-huh um whereas marvel has done a lot better job of using their powers yeah and introducing that um so you uh, there are counter examples winter soldier you pointed out there's a lot of great hand-to-hand stuff yeah uh but talking about more recent stuff like uh ragnarok and infinity war yeah great use of of powers but i think it's also brought in again that john wickiness of they're not afraid to show off what's going on and sit there and hold on stuff for a while yeah they don't they don't feel the need to chop every half second to make it feel exciting artificially yeah i don't really have any any okay um there are definitely like uh a little bit more in the Justice League movie, at least, that's, like, taking advantage of powers as opposed to who can punch harder. Right. Because you got, like, Flash, who yeah. can't punch. Mm-hmm. And, but and definitely in, like, the, like, Superman versus Zod mm-hmm. was just who can punch harder. Yeah. Like, there was pretty much no use of anything else except for, like, maybe a heat vision every once in a while destroying a building. Yeah. 45 minutes of them punching each other. Yeah. And that's, that's not interesting. That's not interesting. And especially the way they did it where it was, like, the fast pace. You're like, I have no idea what's going on. It's right. just a whole bunch of gray. It's just a whole bunch of them flying through and, like, uh. Yeah. However, the best scene in that movie was when he was, like, when Zod was talking to his mom. And he came and, like, yanked him. And he was like, you think you can threaten my mother? And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's adorable. And also mildly terrifying. Yeah. Seeing Henry... Seeing Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is amazing. We love him here. Right. Anyway. Off for a spot of tea with the Queen. Kay. That's how they talk. Yes. You are. All of them. Is that racist? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh... Yeah, so I think Marvel's done a better job of adapting to what actually turns out to be good action. I think, it, like, you can even track that progression. Like, Civil War does a lot of the hyper-chopped-up action. Yeah. Well, but, Civil War is more like there are kind of, at least in the in the airport scene, 
Mm-hmm. There are multiple pairs of fights. Right. So it does, it, it kind of does have to chop between them so that you can see all that's happening. Yeah. There are, there are a good couple landscape shots where it's like, you can just see all of like the chaos. Yeah. Um, like, like that one I, I understand. But, uh, for example, when Bucky is in the escaping from the apartment building and there's like the police come and he jumps out the window, mm-hmm. um, and then Captain America jumps out to follow him. There's a shot like between Captain America jumping and like doing a flip and landing on the opposite building that basically that motion of him jumping and rolling is cut like six or seven times uh. in the space of about two seconds. Yeah. And it's just kind of jarring. Yeah. Um. So there is a lot of that, but that was also. Do you think, think that's it was like a John Wick? So. Do you think that's like a a new version of the like slow motion, where it's like cutting it up kind of makes it seem longer, basically, as opposed to a really fast like you pop. It's like a pop. I don't think so. I think that was actually more of an issue. I remember that coming up a couple times in Catwoman, actually, where they'd cut one specific action four or five times to try to slow oh, it down. like the basketball scene where we literally yeah. tried to count in the B and B or B booze and booze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many cuts there were and we could not keep track beyond 20 because yeah. we got to 20 in like one second. Yeah. <laughs> like cut, 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 cut. Oh God. Yeah. It's like stroke inducing. Yep. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I didn't have a good place to fit this in, but the, the casino fight scene in Black Panther, as long as we're talking about recent Marvel action, like yeah. the, the long take where it kind of like it's down on the floor and then it cranes up and then it's up on like the second level and then it goes back down. Is that a long take? That's a long take. Oh man, I gotta go back and watch that. Yeah, that's a good one. Ryan Coogler likes his long take action because in Creed, there's like the entire fight. The entire fight. Yeah. My God, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That one was fun. Long takes are amazing. Yeah. They and need I, to be more long takes. I think I think there's an argument that they're oftentimes kind of showing off for showing off sake, but I think there are places where they are really cool. And well, there's well, definitely... Kugler, Kugler's really good at them. Like, using long takes, it's one of those things that, like, it's not... I mean, sure, you can use it to show off, like, hey, look, we can fight. But also, for example, the Daredevil one, mm-hmm. it puts you in the position of being exhausted. Yeah. Like, there... And it's... Humans are, like, a lot more perceptive to things subconsciously than you'd imagine. Yeah. So, like, let's take, like, sound mixing, for example. If someone were talking into a mic and you had a person who was slightly adjusting things constantly, like, their, like frequencies, so, like, <laughs> the honkiness, the, the breathiness, the kind of the pitchiness of things, like, mm-hmm. slowly adjusting it really discreetly to where, like, you listen a cl- of a clip for, like, one second and then a clip, like... 30 seconds later you wouldn't really notice the difference right but like you would start to get audio fatigue which mm-hmm. is something that you don't actually want to do so like i do sound mixing at church i want to you want to leave sound as it is because people will get fatigued of listening to changes that they don't really perceive okay but for example like uh if you're doing a long take like the daredevil one mm-hmm. you you subconsciously realize you've been on the same take for two minutes Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like exhausted because your brain kind of like doesn't want to look away right because cuts basically give you subconscious allowance to look away right um it's basically blinking or looking away but if it's a long take you're pretty much staring at something for two minutes and you can get fatigue and that can be played into where daredevil's fucking exhausted and so are you in that position that's a really interesting thought yeah Woo! 
Nice. I get those once once every two weeks. I get a really good thought like that. (laughs) Yeah. But definitely, like, that's one of those things I like those kind of, I mean, obviously, really good directors use artistic styles and stuff to Mm -hmm. convey certain things. Yeah. Like, that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah where it makes and like uh, and like memento that i really like memento because mm-hmm. it puts you in the position of the character where you don't remember what happened recently because you don't right. know right um but like that where you it uses subconscious exhaustion to put you in the position of the person who's in the scene getting exhausted yeah it's a it's also a great way to raise tension um segueing a little bit into like larger scale action like big battle scenes and stuff there's a great long take coming up in game of thrones for you <laughs> in a um, <laughs> in a battle scene uh battle scene and i I'll, I'll tell you that it focuses on a particular character basically in the middle of a battle and it's just long take like following this one character around is it uh is it jora i'm not saying who i'm not saying where ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it puts this character basically in the very center and frames it in such a way that like it's following him and so you feel like you understand what's going on but also it's close enough on him that things can just appear out of the side was, of the frame i was actually really about to start mentioning stuff like that mm-hmm. like uh if you and that kind of goes along with the long takes that like you don't know what's going on behind the camera so like uh, and this i know it was an action episode but like in a horror movie if there's mm-hmm. a long take long takes can, now that i'm thinking about it I don't. I can't think of any horror like classic long takes in horror movies. Like we have all these like action long takes, but like think about it in a horror movie where you've been like focusing on one thing and following it. There's this entire universe there's, behind there's you. There's a really no idea. there's a really great one in It Follows. Um, oh my god! It in follows. the car. It, so there's they basically set the camera in a car. Um, the characters like get out of the car because they're going to go into the school and look at some records. And the camera just kind of sits there and turns for two minutes. So it, like, follows them in, and then it turns, and behind you see, like, a someone walking slowly up. Yeah. And then it turns back, and you see them, and it turns back, and, and you see gone. the person walking closer. Oh. Yeah. And it's a, just a fantastic way to build tension. Oh, yeah. I no, think, it follows. is like, we need, we really need to do... We're, it's coming up soon. We'll, we'll be doing horror Maybe. around Halloween. Oh, yeah, that is around Halloween. Dang yeah. it! October, you need to happen! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I've neglected you. Bless us with your pumpkin spiciness. <laughs> I just want the horror. I want the slasher yeah. films. I love those. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is an action show or an action anyway. episode. Uh, no, but I think I think this is a good larger point that long takes, they can be used to build exhaustion. That's mm-hmm. how that's definitely used in Daredevil. I think they're also good at building tension yeah. because like going back to this Game of Thrones example, you don't know what's coming or... And so, and neither does the character. Right. And it also, it'll do a cool thing where like if he's facing the camera, then you can see someone like riding up from behind to try to attack him and you know he doesn't know about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that is, that is situational drama or no, situational irony. Yeah. Or no. Yes. Dramatic irony. Dramatic irony. That's yeah. what it is. I remember, really, I remember learning all about the different kinds of irony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it just, it focuses on him for like a minute, minute and a half. And because there's threats constantly coming from directions that you can and can't see it's great at just really escalating the tension yeah. showing how terrifying it would be to be tossed into one of those battles yeah it's definitely got to be jora there's no i can't think of anyone else that's still alive that would be and you said he so it ruled out brianne yeah uh, <laughs> but like i can't think of really anybody else that would be in that this isn't game of thrones show uh <laughs> uh so what other like aspects of action movies 
did you have in mind like golden age of um, action stuff well yeah i think i think we're living in a great era because i think john wick kind of figured out a great way to do action yeah where you actually commit to doing the action good action yeah. as opposed to like <laughs> all these show like, tricks and stuff to yeah. make it look like oh there's this really complicated thing it's like look there's this really complicated thing we're doing it yeah and it's it's kind of show-offy but it's also really fun to watch yeah. so I, I think that's kind of why we're getting a lot of good action right now yeah um i also wanted to talk about a little bit about like large-scale action so, so I talked like to, large action, like, like large battle, battle set pieces, like which that. Game of Thrones has kind of been setting the bar on yeah. that. They well, have yeah. Battle Blackwater, which is good. The Battle at the Wall, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Hard Home, which is brilliant. Yeah. And then you've still got a couple coming up. Yeah. Chill out, bro. That, Just chill I know. Out. I, know. I, you, I thought I was concerned. I I know you're good at it, but I was concerned you were just going to start listening, keep listening. I'm like, no, no, stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> la, 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 la. You, you've got some fantastic battles coming up, and they know how to skidage, uh, how to skidage, skidage, skidage the large skidale action. Ew. <laughs> I don't like that. Just I'm happened. Gonna, I'm going to go wash my mouth out with bleach. <laughs> uh what's the oh crap i had an, oh yeah like infinity war did a large large scale yeah infinity war does does large scale pretty well too the action in that one they they kind of took a lot of different types of action right and threw it into one movie like you've got like your fast-paced action between like hulk and thanos right that and was then, a great fight that again that was a lot of like smoother longer takes yeah a lot more choreography. Yeah, and that one actually, like, it did the who can punch harder because basically their powers are fucking punching yeah. harder. <laughs> and that, that is actually, yeah, it's like, it's in service of the point that Thanos is to be feared because we know that pun Hulk punches. punch really hard. Hulk is the hardest puncher, and so yeah. watching someone beat him in hand-to-hand -hand combat immediately proves how good Thanos is. Absolutely, So that's, yeah. that's the point where punching is the right answer. Yeah. Uh, but also in Infinity War. You got your big old scale battle. Yeah, Battle of Wakanda. That the Chitari, the dollar dollar <laughs> dollar store Chitari. Yep. Which <laughs> Chitari Part Two? Yeah, that's not like a brilliant large scale action set piece. It's, it's really not. There's it's even, not a battle at Helm's Deep or anything. Yeah, no. There's even parts of that that like I watched, and as they did things, I was like, no, wait on that. Like when when War Machine is going down with the bombs. Mm -hmm. He was killing, like, maybe a couple dozen. Yeah. Why not wait until they're all flooding in and then actually kill the giant masses with your bombs? Right. Wait on that, you fool. Yeah. I thought you were supposed to be, like, a really smart, like, military person. <laughs> he's not the tactician. He's just a pilot. He yeah. He's all the tactical to people. He, just, he follows orders. Yep. Yep. But, again, like, the, the, the smaller scale action, so, like, the, the fight on Titan where they're all trying to take down Thanos. Yeah, there's, like... That is great. Multiple against one is always really exciting. Yeah, and it's coordinated um everyone's using their powers in exciting ways that one actually ways. feels long takey too yeah i don't it's not it's not aggressively so but there's enough it, it's very settled yeah again it's like we're gonna sit here we're gonna actually show you what's going on yeah which respect to the russos for maturing as action filmmakers from like civil war even yeah to infinity war to actually be like okay well this is a great way to do action let's do that yeah so that's good um i love the way that thanos just sort of tears through them on wakanda yeah uh he just kind of oh because he's all he's got the different things so he's just kind of like walking through and people are doing things and he just kind of like whacks them off yeah and, Woo! that's uh, not what i meant to say <laughs> the hammer pulls you off oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yay misquotes yep 
Uh, yeah, no, Infinity yeah. War is a really good. It's not like you know the epitome of action. No, stuff. but it's it's the point that great action is creeping into uh, more popular movers. Let's talk about Star Wars for a second. Okay, Last Jedi's got some really good action. Yes, because you look at it's got the two versus it's got the little versus a lot of people mm-hmm. in like a one-on-one ish kind of fight basically right. so like kind of the thanos fighting the other avengers you've got ray and kylo yep fighting the other guards praetorian guards yeah. yeah so it's not like the cannon fodder against right. it's a mass of skilled people mm-hmm. versus a smaller number of more skilled people yep and those are always really exciting because like there's higher tension you're like oh god they're outnumbered right but that's not I I go back and rewatch that scene that is a every good couple scene. months or so. That's a really good fight scene. Yeah, and like the tone of everything is like just like have the room being red. Yep, is like really cool. And then they it catches on fire. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a that's a that's a just a, good a really scene. good scene. Uh, and again, it's a little more like smooth. We're going to show you what's going on. There's going to be choreography. There's going to be all kinds of just really fun things that yeah. happen. Like, and it's not. Like, it takes kind of a good balance between... Basically, like, I, I, I equate the light, the lightsaber fighting in the new trilogy to mm-hmm. uh, a cross between Luke and Vader in 6 and mm-hmm. all of the attempts at, like, the really fast-paced fighting. Right. So it's, like, it's faster, but it's not as skilled. It's more just, like, hitting right. hard, but still kind of being nimble about it. Yeah. Because, like, Kylo didn't finish his training... Mm-hmm. Ray hasn't finished her training. Ray barely so th- started her. Training. Barely started her training. So it's not like the really fast pace that you get on uh, Mustafar, right. but it's a little more skilled than you have with old tired Vader versus mm-hmm. untrained Luke. Yeah, I think it takes the best. Yeah, of- he's trained. What am I saying? He's- yeah, but he was emotional. You're just like, right. Right. and also that's before fancy choreography. Yeah. So I think I think it takes the best of both worlds. It takes yeah. choreography that is intricate enough and fast enough to be cool but not so fast and intricate that it just looks staged and artificial and it also it's fast so it looks like it looks skilled and it's heavy so it looks like each each of the motions are a kill strike right as opposed to where you watch like what the um people shit on the duel of fates a lot oh yeah where like there's lightsaber movements and they're like you track that and it's like that would have entirely missed yeah why like that would have just gone woo like yeah. right in front of his feet. Yeah, it but feels it feels like they're really trying to kill actually each other. kill the perp people. And yeah. it also it does a good job because the original trilogy, the fighting, the choreography is not great, but like the emotional content of the fight. Yeah, like watching Luke basically try to hammer beat away Vader to yeah. death. Yeah, like, and that's because of the emotions of the scene. It's character driven, and yeah. the new trilogy has done a very good job of introducing that. To yeah, the lightsaber, lightsaber fights. Yep. Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was like they kind of redefined how to do big scale action. Yeah, I I know I see a lot of the Lord of the Rings style kind of stuff in Game yeah. of Thrones. Game of Thrones is like I'm sure that they like watched Lord of the Rings multiple times and like we're gonna use that. Oh yes. Thing. Oh yes. Oh, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Helm's Deep is like the perfect example of a great battle. There, it's it is so good. Yeah. Like the. You feel like they're going to... I mean, I almost did until, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, him! And then, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly how that happened. <laughs> that is exactly it. Gandalf showed up and was like, Rohirrim! <laughs> I was exaggerating what you sounded like. <laughs> also, Gandalf didn't say it. I know. Amir said it. Say it. Say it. Say it. 
But yeah, no, like the the action. There's one on one action, which is good mm-hmm. between like, uh, well, not really one on one necessarily. But it's you get to do fo- get to focus in on what the individual characters are doing. Yeah, it's... but like, there's definitely like the uh, in Fellowship, the Urukai versus the Fellowship. Mm-hmm. There's it's more one on one as opposed right. to just like riding your horses down the um down the path. Right. And just like they're all falling off and it's just killing the masses. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings usually does a good job of striking a balance between here, we're going to focus on these characters and how they're fighting individually. At the same time, we're going to pull back and look at this as like a tactical chess match between the yeah. two opposing armies. Yeah. I think, I think Helm's Deep is the, the best example of that, but they do that through the whole trilogy. Yeah, and it's, absolutely. It's just a masterclass in how to do large scale action. Yeah. Which is, that's why I really like the Battle of the Wall in Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. I think it's the most underrated battle. Yeah. Because Hardhome is super fun, and then one of the ones you haven't gotten to is super fun. Mm-hmm. But Battle at the Wall, they place a lot of emphasis on, okay, move, counter-move. Move, counter-move. But then also, character, character. Yeah. You got, like, Egret on one side and John on the other and yeah. some of the other Night's Watch people. And it's I, I think it's a great example of copying off of stuff that works yeah which is i'm really looking forward to the day when someone creates a fight scene that is that uses every kind of good fight like it is a large-scale fight mm-hmm. that does that and it zooms in on people and you get to see the fights like the winter soldier fight mm-hmm. that like it's just every like perfect kind of fight to where they do it and it just goes it it, it exceeds beyond amateur podcasters who are like these are yeah. good fights for these reasons and it's just a worldwide goes that is the best fight scene yeah. in history. <laughs> and I'm waiting for that. And I think it's coming. I think Marvel's going to do it. I could see it. Because like it. they've still got, you know, Thanos is still alive. Yeah. So they've still got potential to do that right. kind of thing. And they have shown a very clear inclination. What if, what if, what if? DC does it? If they get to a fight in Apocalypse, like they go to mm-hmm. fight Darkseid, and you've got... The, the Thanos equivalent mm-hmm. who's handling everything. So it's like you got the some of the Justice League fighting them, but you've also got like, oh God, okay. I just had like a real brief nerdgasm of like the entire like extended Justice League. It's mm-hmm. so like you've got everyone like Blue Beetle, Plastic Man, Black Canary. Like they've introduced all of the characters fighting the the parademons. And then you got like the main Justice League going to town on, on uh, Darkseid. And there's and you got like the other like you got the the new gods and the mm-hmm. other apocalyptic gods basically so they're doing like the fast paced stuff and it's just oh boy it's never gonna happen that's the most wishful thinking I've ever heard that but... is, <laughs> I think that is easily the most wishful thinking like I I literally have my dreams of like writing on the on the Nightwing run mm-hmm. and also voice acting Nightwing mm-hmm. both of those are more realistic than that happening yeah. <laughs> I I don't think it's implausible though that we could get something like what you're talking about on Avengers Four. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. Marvel has shown a very clear inclination to do great action. We know very little about Avengers Four, so we I don't, don't even know the title. I know, and I I don't think that we're gonna get that kind of thing in Avengers Four mm-hmm. because excuse me because you know no a new Avengers right. sticking to my theory sticking to it. Um, I don't think we're gonna get that because for something that big. There would have to have been something where we saw that they were filming something huge. Like, we, like, with Game of Thrones, even I was aware that, like, oh, there's this big fight scene coming. Don't know what it is, but they're filming on an open field and it's closed. Like, yeah. Like, there's something big coming. Yeah. 
if that were the case it's, with it's winter. Avengers, winter's what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, winter's here. Winter's been here for like three years, Matt. You fool. Wasn't like season six winter is here? I'm pretty sure season six ends with winter is here. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's been like three years. Okay. Yeah, you fool. Right, I'm sorry. Don't doubt me. I will. I we will doubt you. Probably wrap this up. All right. I do. Wa- <laughs> I do want to. I do want to say real quick. Um, also, thanks for telling me to watch Fury Road and never bringing it up. That was my last point. Okay, that I was cool. Make. I was going to say. <laughs> we also. I think we're starting to live in an era where people realize that action for fun action's sake is a good thing and an end in and of itself. Yeah. So you've got your Fury Road that is just one big car ch- chase, basically. Yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff like Mission Impossible has very much doubled down as a franchise on. We don't really care about the story. It's just a means to put the characters into these action set yeah. pieces. Avengers Fallout. Infinity War is kind of a nonstop action. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's obviously plot to it, but right. basically like all of the plot was in the 10 years before it. Right. So there's, I, I think we're also living in an era where you can get a movie like Mission Impossible Fallout where they started filming before they'd even written the script. Cause they're just like, these are some of the action set pieces that we're going to orchestrate. The story will get us there and we can make the action the, the priority here. Yeah. Because we live in an era where we can do good enough action to yeah. have that actually be the focus. Yeah, Mission Impossible is not a sh- not a movie that you can't conceive of a way. If you've already filmed them fighting in helicopters, yeah, it's not a it's not a movie that you're like, wow, there's no way to get to that. Yeah, it's so easy to get to that yeah. with the Impossible Mission Impossible yeah. series. You can do whatever you want with that story. <laughs> basically, you can. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's even bled over. I think like the the Star Wars throne room fight. There's a lot of just like. Yeah, we have to have this fight scene, but also we're just gonna make this as fun as possible. Yeah. And so I, um, the bridge fight from Ragnarok also, yeah, is one that kind of feels like that, where he's like flying down in slow motion to immigrant song and yeah. wrecking people. It's just uh, there's a lot of fans are gonna like good action. So let's uh, give he's not it to flying him. down to immigrant song. They had a different song in the trailer. He was oh yeah, but they yeah. did a different song, and I was like, no, immigrant song would have worked way better for that. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that was very disappointing. Thank you, Taika Waititi, for having a flaw, for fuck's sake. Get it together, man. We finally man. found a flaw in that man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I think we're living in a really good era of action. Yeah. That's that's my point, and, um, and that's it. Hopefully we'll get more for years to come until someone will surely make something that redefines how we think about action and hopefully it's as good and influential as stuff like john wick or hopefully Lord it's of the Rings. not like hey look action is bad and the whole hollywood goes you're right and they just stop action altogether yeah it feels like we've hit a pinnacle and i hope we can stay here and not fall yeah. off so all right yeah shall we we shall thanks everyone for listening yeah, to us just, uh, fanboy up to... about action don't forget to i can Follow us on... This is my thing. You are stealing my thing, sir. I am. I resent this. I will fight you. Did I, did I steal your intro sequence? No, I didn't. No, I never do. I, I'm I sorry. I think I do. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening to us rant about action and how much we love it nowadays. And also rant about CW. <laughs> and also rant about CW and how terrible that is. That was so out of the uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that was in me. Yeah. <laughs> I knew was, the hatred was, but I didn't was, know I had a rant for That was it. impressive. Um... Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes and other places too, apparently. Although I still am not really clear on how all that works. So here's how this works, guys. We have a host place. SoundCloud is where we host our podcast. So we upload our podcast to SoundCloud. 
we have an RSS feed, which is basically just a, a little a, a thing on the inter- internets, hidden mm-hmm. hidden in the internets, that all other podcast sources, you can go and say, hey, I want this podcast, and it goes and like connects to our RSS feed. So every time we upload something to SoundCloud, it'll send it out to everything that's connected to our RSS feed. Mm-hmm. So if you if you have a podcast app that you prefer, or like some any other kind of like audio app that you prefer to listen on, you can probably find like the podcast section because everything has a podcast section, mm-hmm. and say like add a podcast and then add our RSS feed. There should be a way that you can do it because I've I've done it for another podcast on a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not. Leave it in one of our on a, one in one of our things in like a comment somewhere or an email, and I will add that. Yep. So. Yeah. So there's there's that. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, follow, do the various things for whichever medium you listen on. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Just Us Losers. To hit us up there, tell us what your favorite action movies are, what you're excited for upcoming in the world of action, any great action movies or scenes or themes that we missed because i'm sure there's hundreds uh you can also leave those thoughts in a more condensed form on twitter or you could just rant at us and send like two dozen tweets in a row which that's fine too because then preston has to make two dozen posts wait no it's followers no it's followers do it anyway we need interaction with our twitter just yeah. us losers pod at us how that works <laughs> at just us losers pod at just us losers pod uh we also have a gmail i told you about that at the top of the show hit us up there for your longer form thoughts uh just us losers pod at gmail.com we also have an instagram where we post pictures of various things uh, we actually do post there yeah i i actually have posted a couple of pictures i have as well so hit us up there we're just us losers pod at instagram.com because that's also how that works. That's how that works. Yes. Good job, Matt. You know the I, I know how these these things work. So interact with us on one of those. Do we know what we're talking about next week yet? Uh, nope. Okay. We'll figure it out. So if you got a suggestion, uh, let us know before probably Wednesday or so. Yeah, we'll decide on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll we'll post. We'll if we remember, if we'll we post remember, something. We'll post. And you can you can tell us thoughts about whatever our topic ends up being. It is very possible that we will not w- know what we're talking about until 30 minutes before we record. We have done that before, and it's turned out okay in the past. Yep. So Procrastinating works, folks! Yep. I'm going to go do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm, gonna go, I'm about to go do like three days worth of homework. It's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Parrots.